All right, folks, welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. Very excited to have you. Really loving the podcast recently, Judge. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thanks for, for putting in the work. We're always happy to do that. And I want to thank you for listening. Oh, those of you out there, you know, right now our current like podcast listener base is better than ever. So thanks for telling your friends about it. We love recording the podcast. And one thing that really I haven't told anybody about yet, and this is what you guys get for just like listening to us yabber, is the Mad Scramble Tour. We've talked about it a little bit. In today's episode, there is going to be a link to sign up for our SMS. Look, the best way to get these tickets, they're going to go fast, is to sign up for our SMS database where we can text you. And if you're anywhere between the quadrants in the United States of Oklahoma City, Minneapolis, Boston, and Myrtle Beach, we are coming for you. It's going to be in August. We're going to have a tour bus. We're going to have like uh, fun cannons. We're going to have everything that you've ever wanted is going to be there. We might even have live animals. Yeah, maybe pizzas, pizzas, lots of golf balls, so don't miss it. Um, anyway, yeah, please sign up, get that in your dish, and we want to come out and hang with you. We want to talk about the podcast. We want to, we want to get, we want to shoot 12 or 13 under finally. We need to finally get to 13 under. I'm thinking 14 under. On 14 under? Yeah, I'm thinking we get an eagle and hole in one. Just to clarify, folks, it's a three-week trip. We're going to play 20 golf courses in 20 days, going through all the major cities, including, but not limited to... Minneapolis, Montauk. Albany, and Des Moines. Oh, yeah, those two. <laughs> those two, yep. Boston, D.C., New York, Chicago, Minneapolis, Nashville, Charlotte. We're coming for you. Sign up for SMS. We'll see you soon. On to the intro to Jake Adams. So let's talk about Jake. We have a lot in common. I would say that. I'd also say he spent a lot of the episode asking you questions. <laughs> it was really fun. You know, like I've known, uh, I've, I've known of Jake much longer than I've known Jake, and we've been... Uh, you know, when he was doing, which he'll talk about in the show, he, he did this really cool project where he kind of like um, attempted to hit a golf ball in every state in a certain number of days, right? It was like 50 days or something. It was quick. It Some was of them are easy quick. to get to. And then he ended in Hawaii. Four corners, you got a banger. That was easy. Yeah, that's that's a, like a buy one, get three free. Yeah, that was good. A tri-state area, banger. Easy. Uh, yeah. If you're not, if you're from Texas, anytime you go to New England, you really, you can really check off some states. Yeah, dude, it's easy up there. I mean, the colonies, you know, they sound small because they are. You know? <laughs> it, was, it was easy. They just threw some flags in the ground. But uh, anyway, Jake, just like a mensch of a guy, you know, you know what mensch means, right? Good guy. Good guy. Just, great guy. Just a great guy. Get to know him. And um, yeah, Jake Adams. And, um, you know, I mean, like we, we didn't really talk about the meetup, did we? Or had we done the meetup by then? You know, we, we had. had done the meetup. We didn't really talk about it much on the show. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is there are a number of, he's part of the country club adjacent. Yeah. Route. Squad. And now you've met almost all of now them. Now you've met almost all of them. That's they, what I was going to say. They have made the rounds. Yeah. And this was, this might have been one of, well, this was a really special conversation because as you said, Jake just had a lot more interest in the things we make and do than I knew, than I ever knew. Well, I, I guess to be honest with you, I was kind of shocked when he was like, you know, I, I forget how long ago I started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just don't think of it very much. And Jake was talking a little bit. I don't know if it was on the pod or off the pod, but just about how like those early videos that, you know, we were making kind of inspired him. And that was like, that's fucking cool, man. You know, that was a really cool feeling. Yes. And he did hit a golf ball in every state. And I've been thinking about it this week because you listen to the podcast, you know, you get a little inside info. Because it's something that's coming up. And I was thinking, what are we going to do when yeah. we hit the road? What's our version of that going to be? 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, we could um, we could play golf with a hundred people in fifty states. Yeah, that sounds that sounds just as easy. <laughs> yeah, it's easy, dude. But uh, but yeah, Jake maybe best golfer of the bunch over a country club adjacent. He's got a very nice swing, and when we were at the meetup, you know, I could see him like, you know, trying. You know what I mean? Like in the zone. Yeah, and um, and I would say he's the most competitive of the bunch. For sure. Yeah, he cares about being good at golf. For sure. Which you don't normally see when they do their like weed versus Say mushrooms, acid. acid, yeah, videos. Um, yeah. So anyway, look forward to Jake's show. It's going to be coming at you right now, sort of in between some words about lab putters. Yes, the Eric Anders Lang show presented to you by Lab Golf. I'm really excited about this. You this should be. Sponsor. I mean, it's the best putter in the game. Yeah. Adam Scott just texted me and said, "How much do you love your lab putter?" And then it was like an eggplant emoji. <laughs> I was kind of like. Is Adam running his own social? No, but we uh, we love Adam, handsomest guy on tour, mm-hmm. more handsome than Jake Adams. No offense, Jake. I think he would understand. I would say that um, a lot of people call the putter ugly, but can any putter be ugly if it's grasped being by, held in uh, Adam's ten Adam fingers Scott when he wins the Masters with a twelve foot putt? No, I mean like that's kind of like the dichotomy, right? Like, but it's not anyway. The putter is not ugly. Neither are the scores. Um, I actually like for some reason, logged into Twitter this morning. Really? Yeah, and there was a guy who, I, I Lab posted this tweet and was like, shots fired at Eric. And I was like, what, what is this? Oh, you, you know? saw that? Yeah, had you seen it? I had seen it, yeah. I was like, why is Lab, what is this? And the guy was basically like, most people are improving based on, <laughs> the putter is helping them based on ability. I mean, he did, I don't know, like, whatever, dude. I don't, I don't ever claim to be good. Yeah, for context, some random person, and I'll say it, I have no idea who they are. They knew who, who you is. were. Um, they were like, they were, they listed a bunch of people that lab golf had made better. Yeah. And then they said, well, it, Eric's also hit a lot more putts, but we're not sure if, you know, that's because of him or the putter, but probably the yeah. putter. Hey, I'll gladly lose to anybody online. Yeah. You know, if anyone wants to stage a match with me, like I'll gladly lose, you know what I mean? For me, a win is a loss and a loss is a win. I wouldn't take you on in a putting contest right now. Though, I appreciate that. That thing is hot. You know, putt Lord. <laughs> we can Okay, Jake's on the pod today, but what you should do is go get your free remote fitting at labgolf.com slash remote fitting. Something along those lines. Um, or just like Google Lab Golf remote fitting. It's yeah. free. It works for all putters, not just lab putters. It's kind of a bit of a sneaky free putting lesson. Really so anyway, yeah, but definitely do that and consider getting a new putter, you know? I mean, invest in your short game. It'll pay off. How's that? Yeah, we just love trying out new taglines for different <laughs> companies. All right, um, really excited, Jake, to finally get a chance to like sit down with you and talk about, uh, I guess, everything that's happened until now. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, you know a lifelong dream for me as well. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, really, like uh, you know, I say jokingly, but like I, you were the first person that I saw make any sort of uh, golf content that I attached onto, and uh, big inspiration of, of why you know we started Country Club Adjacent, and uh, it takes one person who's doing something really well, and then another person with space to do things really poorly. And <laughs> that was my motivation. That. There's yeah. a lot of the latter. Yeah, I didn't even like, sorry. Um, so, okay, so um, first of all, thank you, that's very kind of you. Um, I remember, I think the first time I ever like saw your world was this kind of journey that you went on, uh, which was, I, I don't know what it was called, but you basically, it was, it was, I'm going to hit a golf shot in every state. 
it over some period of time, a short period yeah, of time. Yeah, that was actually the exact title. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't, uh, I don't think I even titled it. It was just like a thing that I chose to do, which was hit a golf ball in every state in America in uh, one month. So what's cool about that is that I, I remember it, it, it had this like energy to it, right? Like, cause you, you, you like set out with a goal and I, I'm curious to know what the goal was, but like, obviously it was to hit a golf ball in every state in 30 days, but like, it kind of created like energy around it. Does that make sense? Did you experience that? Yeah, I picked up some steam. Uh, you know, in the beginning, people just thought I was just like a prank, right? Like you hit the first golf ball and you're like, this is what I'm gonna do. And then the next day you're like, oh, is he, is he continuing on with this joke? And then, you know, like 10 days later, you're like, wow. I, then people started like rooting for me to get finished. And uh, there's moments where I'm like, I think this could be it. You know? What do you mean? Uh, well, like for in Branson, actually, I went to Payne's Valley okay. and I straight up just lost my car key. Uh, <laughs> like that was, I was traveling the first 48 states by my car. I was sleeping in my car. Uh, you know, I didn't have any extra budget at what kind at, of car? A Subaru. Oh, cool. Yeah, I still have it. Like a Forester or a uh, Outback? Like Outback. Yeah. Cool. Sporty. Yeah. Oh yeah. So okay, so you. Yeah. <laughs> and does the car have bumper stickers? No. Nothing. No. Just, just incognito. Yeah. No one from the outside would have known that you're a golfer. No. Yeah. There's no like. It was not. I literally planned this three days before I sat down with my little sister and mapped out the uh, the thing like three days before. Okay. And that's uh, probably a, a good mirror of how I plan things in life. And you started from Los Angeles. Started from yeah. Okay. Hollywood sign in, in LA. And that yeah. was the first one, the Hollywood sign. Uh -huh. So what yeah. is that? Why? What does that mean? Like, what what was the story really? Because there's there's a story that's like, oh, I'm gonna hit a lot of golf shots. But what was the story for you? <laughs> uh, you probably talked to a lot of people who can like give you a lot of reasons and why they start doing things. <laughs> for me, I just thought it was be. Like, I talked to JoJo a lot, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's our problem. JoJo, dissect his project. Well, that's why I'm wondering is like logistically speaking. <laughs> Like what, what day did you have the most number of shots? Ooh, good question. Uh, probably the East coast, right? Cause you can, I think I did like Maine, Vermont and New Hampshire. Yeah. That's, one that's a triangle. Yeah. So wait, do you have a measurement? How many miles driven? Yeah. I don't have it on the top of my head, but, uh, it's gotta be like 8,000. That's what's, that's what's so that's funny. Cause we would have that tattooed on our body. Like, yeah, but, and that number would just be a random number, but we'd be like, this means everything. They're like, that's just busy. Yeah, I thought if I was ever going to get a tattoo, it would probably be something revolving around that trip. But that, that's a really good idea. Do you have a drawing of the route that you took? Do you, do you, does that mean anything to you? It would. It would. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the most interesting person you met along the way? Oh, good question. Um, oh, man. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, like, I made a lot of great friends along mm -hmm. that trip that I still keep in contact with. Um, like, for example, in, like, uh, North Carolina... Um, I stayed with, with a guy who, you know, just DM me and I was looking for a place to stay. Didn't have to sleep in my car in that state. I knew I had like, you know, like a 12 hour window on the other side. And I ended up just playing golf with him and his buddy, uh, this guy Hunter stayed at his house with his, with his wife and, uh, he's still keeping contact. Well on couch or extra bedroom? They had an extra bedroom. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. How was the shower and stuff? Was there? Oh yeah. It was, was really nice. nice. Yeah. Good water brush. I didn't do any truck stop showers. So mostly just smoked dad poorly. Okay, cool. Um, there was like three or four nights where I stayed in a hotel, okay. uh, like towards the end of the trip, it, uh, you know, caught a little bit of steam and like, uh, did something for like golf pass on it and they gave me a hotel and I'm like, Oh, let's Why go. Why did you catch steam? Oh, you mean you caught steam in a good way? Like, yeah. People were starting to follow it and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then golf pass was like, we'd like to give you the pass. <laughs> yeah. To this Marriott for a night. <laughs> um, That's cool. and so, yeah. And then at the end of the trip, it ended in Hawaii, um, like Alaska and Hawaii oh, right. were, were last. Wait, you had to get to Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, did it. You did all of them. Wait, so how did you, like, how did you get to Alaska from Hawaii? 
No, I did Alaska first from Seattle. Okay. Seattle was the last of the Continental 48. Okay. And then um, uh, in Alaska for maybe 14 hours. Where where in Alaska? Were Just, Anchorage. Just Anchorage. And yeah. uh, this guy out there, same same thing. Him and his dad were following along, and uh, they took me out to a bunch of really cool spots in Alaska. Um, and then, yeah, I spent, so I, you know, planned it out. So in Hawaii, um, budgeted to like stay, you know, like four days Please. after. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I was Sleep in the same place. Well, because, you know, because JoJo lived in Alaska. Oh, really? I yeah. did. I was, I was a fair bit north of there, but you can fly to Hawaii, no problem. What's Even the, f- from where I was, you could only fly to two places, Anchorage and Hawaii. Not direct to Hawaii. Direct What's Hawaii? the most amount of golf holes you played in one day? Whoa, good question. Uh, most amount. Like, have you done like the Alaska where you it doesn't get dark and you just? Oh play? well, well, there were no golf courses where I was in Alaska, so I would tundra major golf. flex. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of sick. There, there was there was no grass. That's that's super manly. It was, it was all so what I, I had four. My friend Sean uh, ordered four neon orange golf balls on Amazon, and then we had collapsible nine irons, and we would go point at a mountain like over there, and we would just hit. Like, how many shots do you think it will take you to get to that mountain? And that's how you got the job working for Eric? That's I heard that story and I was like, hi, Eric. This is Matt. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, sounds like a bad golfer. Yeah. <laughs> we could use him. On the, uh, I don't know about the collapsible nine iron. Do you still have that prop? Um, somewhere, yeah. Is it a device that was created or you had to make it? It was telescopic. It was like... You know what I mean? Like, it was like custom-fitted Medicus. Did you make this? No, or I don't think Sean made it. He he had it somehow. We yeah. must we must see if this is available. Great for travel. Yeah, I mean, if you're for a very specific kind of, tra- it would it would have been perfect for you, honestly. Yeah, Think about it, because then you could. I'm gonna actually search if this exists, because it'd be kind of cool to just like have one in your backpack at all times. I mean, we had one. I mean, that that would be a, an odd prop to pull out. But like, I'm thinking about like it must have been. Was it kind of hard to go to Alaska for just a period of hours and then leave, or were you okay with it? Yeah, I mean, at that point, I was just like such in a mindset of like getting finishing. This is happening. Yeah, and um, no, I would have loved to stay longer. How many of the shots were pure? Um, I mean, there was moments where for sure I took a mulligan, you know, (laughs) like, you know, I don't want to like hit a top into the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no, that one actually hit. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so did you ever put the mat down or you always were doing it just raw? Uh, I did have a mat for some spots. Uh, we can get into that. That's a bit of a yellow, yellowstone controversy. Not the show. The show didn't exist at the time. Uh, I think maybe it was around, Yeah, it was 2021. So yeah. Yeah. God, it feels like ages ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were supposed to connect on that trip. Yeah, I think in Seattle for yeah. the last one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just didn't work out timing-wise. But, so uh, it, so we, are you comfortable telling the story about the Yellowstone drama? Oh, for sure, yeah. Because it was a, fascinating public... to me. We had dinner the other night, spoiler alert. I, I have heard the story, and maybe you have too, <laughs> those of you listening. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I've never heard this story. Wait, well, you never, you didn't hear it? No, no, I didn't. And that there was- The Collapsible Club does yeah. exist. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow, well, um, who makes it? Um, it's called um, Greenhead. Can you imagine that? All in one telescopic golf club. Shout out Greenhead. Eric will put up their, uh, uh, their name. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, here's the product description. <laughs> Achieve your indoor golf dreams with a simulator. Oh, no, that's an ad. Uh, lugging around a huge heavy bag full of golf clubs isn't much fun at all. At the golf course, nor at the airport. But now there is an ingenious all-in-one solution. The cool new, all, what they've called themselves genius and cool already, has an innovative club head that adjusts to 33 different loft angles, allowing golfers to choose from five putters, two drivers, two fairy woods, 14 irons, or nine wedges with a simple twist of the dough. Dude. I've seen I've seen this at the PGA show this, this year. This is an immediate purchase, just because I want to do like a fake ad for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this would be a great infomercial. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, that's amazing. Even better, it has a te telescopic shaft that retracts down to a super space-saving 19 inches long, small enough to fit in a suitcase, or permanently stow away in your trunk. Permanently, you can put it in your trunk. Yeah, it's never allowed to come back out. <laughs> that's incredible. It's entombed with you like one of those Egyptian pharaohs. It's kind of like a Swiss Army knife of golf, of golf equipment. Wow. Oh, collapsible. I was thinking it like broke in the middle. This, no, is, this is good stuff. Down, yeah, that's yeah. good. Wow. Yeah. You know, it'd be really fun to see a pro hit with this thing. Yeah. Be I'm like, sure dude, play around with this. I feel like, or to see someone like sneak that into the Smithsonian or something. Yeah. This might be like a version of what Alan Shepard took to the moon. Okay, so uh, at Yellowstone, yeah. you did something that uh, wasn't bad. Well, in when going into it, I didn't think I was doing anything like that wild uh, or that that wrong, I should say, uh, because it, from the beginning of the trip, I made it very public that like I'm not hitting at golf courses. I'm hitting into like you know aesthetically cool places in the in the country, and so I'm using this biodegradable golf ball. Um, you know, they were a part of it from the beginning. They sent me these balls. Um, and so I assumed that because it's like about a grades in a number of days, you can hit it wherever. Uh, that's certainly not the case yeah. if you're going to any of our national parks here in this great country of America. Yeah. Um, I don't do that because they don't, they don't, not a big fan of, um, uh, so like any litter, any, any foreign substance. Yeah. You can't really even poop in the national uh, yeah, parks. Pack, pack don't know if you're supposed to. Yeah. They want you to carry it out. Yeah. Did you know that? I did, yeah. yeah I've, I've, like, I've done a deep dive of things like you can kind of do. Or something. Yeah. Anyway, so you pooped. Yeah. You did more than that. Yeah, I pooped with my golf ball. <laughs> uh, and so at first I was like, oh, okay, this is just like a local Yellowstone thing. Like I, it was shared on like a Facebook or Instagram page for, for Yellowstone. And I'm like, oh, this is not a good look for me. But at least it's in a small area, right? <laughs> 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 um, and then... Uh, like it kind of just started to spiral where more publications would, would pick it up. Um, and, uh, it didn't help. Cause I think I went on the, like, Oh no, no, no. I know what happened. Like, dude. So, so that happened. And I got like hundreds of DMS, but just from Yellowstone people. And I was just like, so tired. And it was like, for me at the time, I'm like, I don't think I did anything wrong. And I think I might have just like chirped at a two, the one or two of the wrong people uh, via DMs, and eventually I just stopped answering them. Yeah. But uh, that one one guy was like a newscaster for like Yellowstone or for that area, and then like he put it on his channel, and then from there just like went all the way to the front page of the Wall Street Journal, wow. um, where it was just like golfer versus nature essentially, and uh, you know eventually like a, a attorney hit me up from Yellowstone and was like they're threatening to like uh, have a lawsuit against you and like they can pay this this fine um and that's when it became serious to me they wanted you to pay a fine yeah it wasn't like anything crazy i think it was like but at the time for me at the time it was, it was like five thousand dollars that's a lot and they threatened like up to six months in in jail and i'm like what yeah, yellowstone jail too you know <laughs> montana Costner, yeah. Costner is just branding you yeah <laughs> that's intense but uh, you know i like you pay the fine uh, I ended up getting it down to $500 yeah, and it ended up being for something, nothing to do with a golf ball. It was trespassing. So they just wanted like some sort of W and I could have fought that and eventually paid nothing, but like I would have paid more in lawyer fees. So, wow. Um, but that, I didn't pay that until like a year later. Um, but it was, it was, it was tough. Cause like, I, it was like the one thing that I set out to do that was just going to be like wholesome, yeah. you know, like a lot of country publications content is like, you know, more bold or you know aggressive or, or not aggressive. But, but was like, Country Club Jason a thing then? We just started maybe like uh, four months ago, so didn't have a big following at all. Okay. Um, 
you know, but uh, it was starting to grow a little bit. And, but yeah, I was just like, this is the one thing that I'm just going to enjoy. And like, and it, it kind of ruined the end of the trip. Like once I got to Hawaii and Alaska, cause this exploded at that, oh, at that point. So oh, I was like man. supposed to have this like amazing time off in, in Hawaii. And I was like, Oh dude, I gotta go back and go to a quarter, like get a lawyer. Yeah. You know? to, like undo something. Yeah. And that's frustrating. Also. So at that time, like I was, I was running a couple different social media pages and this is pretty best in my opinion, but like I got a job running, running the golf channel, social media. Right. Um, and I was all excited. I'm like, this is the best paying job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, the first day I was supposed to start, that's when that wall street journal article came out. Um, and they, they, you know, very like uptight and, uh, like clean company or whatever. And w- whatever reason they're like, you can't run our social media, even behind the scenes, uh, because of this, you, cause you hit a golf ball on Yellowstone. And, uh, but honestly that ended up being like, just giving me the opportunity to have more time to grow country club adjacent. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, it was the best possible thing that could like, yeah. otherwise you'd be working for the golf channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be wearing a golf shirt right now with khakis, and uh, uh, I don't know. I think I still would probably find a way, but um, uh, to get fired. Yeah, to yeah, get fired. You would have yeah. oh, yeah. gone yeah. back to Montana. That's a good job to get fired from. Yeah. Even honestly, it's like it's like ideal. Like you got fired before you even started. It's true. <laughs> the, the best That's part like, of that job is like getting it. You know, yeah. like proving you can get that job. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't want to work. It's kind of like fishing. You know, like people just throw the fish back. You just like, you got the job and you're like, actually, I don't. Yeah. I, don't I remember I was supposed to have an onboarding Zoom call at 1030, but I woke up at seven in the morning because I was so excited. And then like, uh, there was like also a New York Post article that came out. And that's the one that I got the email from like the director of whatever uh, at the Golf Channel being like, yeah, we're going to push this. Oh my God. <laughs> Till never. <laughs> Till not this lifetime. Yeah. 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 Let us know when you're born again. So I would say that was probably the worst thing that happened. Like that, like, but, all, but in, you know, in a way, almost like a, you know well if it makes sense i never heard about the i never heard about the backlash that's great i only heard i, th- I only thought it was awesome uh that's uh that's amazing yeah I'm gl- that, that's the message i wanted to put out so, yeah yeah good yeah well, i'm you're the one that somehow here. didn't see that yeah did you guys talk about i mean you you did this in moab yeah i well, i actually i have uh you and i are cut from the same cloth i hit a golf shot in uh arches national park mm. through the uh eye of the whale which is, I think, maybe a monument. Yes, it is. Yeah, I hit it through a national monument. Yeah. Um, we also did the Dunbegin shot, which has had, you know. Dude, that, the, by the way, incredible that that guy played the Masters. That's a story now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really so cool. I don't think we've ever told the story of, like, around that, because it wasn't supposed to be him hitting the shot even. I just was uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm yeah. Like, I can't hit that shot. Yeah, this Australian guy who, like, like you look at him, you're like, this guy can't play golf, and you, you see his swing, you're like, oh my god, yeah, like, this is one of the best swings. We were in the bar, and he was like, he was like, uh, like he was kind of drunk, you know, and he was like, dude, nice to meet you, and I was like, nice to meet you too, and I was like, we were talking about hitting this shot out here, and I was like, I don't think I can do it. What's your handicap? And he's like, plus seven. I was like, I'll get you a club one minute, <laughs> just literally, like, I'll do it no problem. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, but we did hit a shot through in arches, and I and. I don't know, maybe because it was like just in a ba- buried in a video that nobody watched. I don't think anyone watched that episode. So we're yeah, sad. but it's in the interesting ones of the whole show. Yeah, like yeah. every I don't know. Of AIG, there's like I don't know if it's the one through the eye, but it's into Moab. Like there's a desert golf shot. Yeah, and but you like went and got the golf ball, right? That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I talked like I talked to a couple of lawyers, and then like I talked to like this uh, friend of mine who's like a Jewish lawyer, and he was like, "Why, why don't you just tell me you picked him up?" 
like, just it all goes away. Yeah. That would have been yeah. Really and I was like, thing. damn, I don't know why I did not think of that. <laughs> You're like, because it's not the truth, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like literally, that was the time in my life. I was like, first time I went through therapy, and I was like, you know, because just, of that? No, no, no. Oh. On this this journey from the beginning, I'm like, during this time, it's going to be a self exploration, uh-huh. and like, I'm going to be a better person. You know, go through therapy and just like see nature and like you know. Right. And so when when the time when the lawsuit came out, I was straight up like, no, I can't. I have to tell the truth. Yeah. 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 I think. But looking back, like I picked him up. I picked him up. Yeah. So okay, so let's back up. So you so you grew up in Cape Cod, and then like the two things that are interesting to me is like at some point you got into golf, and at some point you got into comedy. How does yeah. those unfold in your life? And then when do you end up here in California? I mean, looking back, pretty similar time. Um, I mean, like I started playing golf when I was 11. Okay. Um, and it, like one of my friends played, my family doesn't play at all. And just the freedom that I felt for the first time being dropped off at a course at 7 a.m. and being like, oh, I can do whatever I want today and just be here until sundown. And, uh, you know, that that freedom really like I attached onto and I spent every day of my life until uh, – probably like beginning of college, um, doing that. Like that's how I spent my summers or everything. So was it really, did it remain the freedom or did it evolve into something else on the course? Like, like, did you ever care about getting good or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, com- uh, the competition became a big part of it as well. Um, uh, no big deal. Because you're a good my, golfer. Uh, won my junior golf championship nice in 2006. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so no big deal. Do you have like a picture of that? Uh, was it a medal, a trophy? No, I think they even took the plaque down at the club. <laughs> After the Yellowstone incident, <laughs> yeah. you got your medal stripped. Uh, no, you but I definitely peaked like strong. end of middle school, high school. That's when I got to the lowest like scratch, maybe plus one at one point. Okay. But, um, uh, and then it's been a steady decline since. Uh, okay. Because I think I play more for like content and yeah. can't uh, put the time into to practice. But there's moments when I'm like, okay, this is still a thing. It's funny, we were, you, uh, Jake came to our meetup, we had an Ojai the other day, and um, it was funny because, um, like, even before you swung, like, I could tell you were a good golfer just because of, like, not, not like, setup, physically speaking, but, like, literally, like, your hands and your face. You can tell you're a good <laughs> golfer. So from the gamers are gamers. From your face, yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. just, like, I could, I could see that you were concentrating. And that you understood what a good golf shot took from your brain and your and the hands, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. Like, I think I, uh, I have the talent of looking at anybody and maybe asking one question to them and guessing what their handicap is. No way. Yeah. All right, let's do it. JoJo. Yeah. Well, I've seen JoJo uh, play a little bit. Okay. Even more so, so then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might throw you off. I would go 15. Yeah, damn. 14, like five. Yeah. Wow. Wait, this is, are you like a savant? It's a it's a, it's a weird talent. What are you reading when you look at him? What is What do you see? Well, I've seen you play online a little bit. But, oh, okay, that's uh, fine. Yeah. Then you then you definitely yeah. know. You see handicaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see dead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just like uh, like overall confidence level. You ask them one question. Um, you know, sometimes you look at like there's just their body type. Right. It's like you see people you're like, oh, this guy, this guy's slotted. Like you could just tell, like yeah. he finds a slot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just could be a bunch of different things. Interesting. Uh, okay. I would love to work up that skill. Sure. I don't know if, yeah. I, can, I, don't know if I can get there. <laughs> I feel like I'm always surprised. I feel like people who don't look like they can play can play. Yeah. People are sometimes surprised when they find out that you're better than they think they, you, you are. Yeah. What does that say? I mean, I think it's a, a good place to be. I, I think you want to be underrated in golf. You don't want to go in being like, I'm, I'm very good, and then go out and shoot an 87. 
Like, it's not a fun day for anybody involved. Yeah, so yesterday. <laughs> but that was at a major championship golf course. So. Redacted. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I picked it up. <laughs> so, okay. So, but then when do you get into comedy? Like, what, how, what's your comedy life like? Is, or, 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 or do you consider yourself, like, is that is that a profession for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the first, like... Let's go through your resume. Just tell me all the jobs you've had. <laughs> Golf channel. Uh, golf yeah. channel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, worked for Loudmouth Golf. Uh, okay. Ran their social media. That's uh, John Daly. Got, yeah, that's how we got to play with John Daly. Did you get to hang with him? Yeah, we did. We got the first job, the first thing I did for them was play with John Daly. Amazing. Yeah, and that video, because they thought it was too edgy to put out. Like, Loudmouth that's didn't want to release the, 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 like, you know, full round that we play with John Daly. And I'm like, this will not only start YouTube page, it will get you 100,000 subscribers yeah. from one video. Just put this out. Yeah. And they were like, no. And then so they let me go because like I was making all this content and they were not putting any of it out. So I was like, guys, like, like there's just, you know, a bit of a disagreement. Yeah. And so then when I got fired, I just put it on Country Club Adjacent and it has a million yeah. views on YouTube. Does it really? Yeah. I was playing with John Daly. It's the best video we've done by far. Did they call you? Uh, I mean, it literally, I put, was like, this is, uh, I don't know how much I this, I say publicly, but yeah. like, I like them, but they just don't, didn't have a grasp on what to put out con uh, content-wise. Right. Uh, they, st uh, they still don't. Um, but, um, hey, it's fair enough. Most most people don't. Yeah. So they go for aesthetic, know. which is great. They're like, you know, go for aesthetic, but you have to, at one point, if you're going to get it out there, make content that people will see. Yeah. Um, uh, but. Uh, what is the, I'm sorry, well, if, if you have. If you're looking at a post or a video or a joke or anything, what are like the two or three or four things that need to happen for it to be successful? Asking for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> please. Uh, I think it needs to get to something very quickly. Um, that's the, probably the most important, like get to the joke as fast as you can, get to like, I don't know, go back to your improv like days, but like get to the game or whatever that thing is that's interesting as fast as possible for, for short form. Um, and then make it good. Those are really the, I yeah. think the only two things that matter. And make it sound okay. The audio needs to be good. Most sound important. is most important. Yeah. Um, because our most viewed things are on an iPhone. Um, but like, you know, obviously there's places and like we strive to be anywhere close to your guys' level as far as long form and YouTube content. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think those are the things that we focus on uh, up top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Loudmouth Golf Channel fired from both. What else? <laughs> I was fired from a bagel shop nice. uh, growing up one time. Okay. Yep. I Why called you get fired in, from the bagel shop. Called in sick, um, and I was genuinely sick this that morning. <laughs> that at night I was in high school, but I just went out to dinner, and this lady who I worked with, who we didn't like quite like, I, I thought we got along, but she like told the boss that I was out dinner out of dinner, uh, and I'm like, yeah, but I got better. Yeah, I was like, sick in the morning when I called that. I was in high school. Like being sick is like, uh, like you get better fast. Yeah, yeah you have like a very strong immune system. Yeah, yeah. And then you got fired. Like what? You got fired the next day. Uh, let go from the schedule. Oh, that's that's oh. what they do in hospitality. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any hours for you on here. Mm -hmm. It's another way of saying don't ever call back and ask yeah. for hours. Don't ever eat another bagel again. But they, yeah, I got fired I from a restaurant once, from a deli actually, from a deli once. Really? And, yeah, because I was like, hey, can I go on vacation with my family? Like, they're, I was like. 20 you know what i mean and they were like we're go we go away for christmas every year can i go away and they were like no and then i was like okay and then i just went away and then i came back and i was like hey where are my hours and they're like you don't work here anymore <laughs> i was like oh. i mean dude that's on them for not letting a kid go away for, with their family for christmas I, I mean i was 20 but i was much more like 15 you know yeah it took me a while yeah 
So, okay, what other what other jobs? Um, I think that's the only ones I've gotten fired from. Okay. What um, what now? Let's go to the ones you quit from. What? I mean, have you only had those three jobs? Those aren't three jobs. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, sorry. Yeah, you're definitely right. Um, I, <laughs> you've been fired from way more jobs, Jake. I know <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, I've been fired from uh, Bel Air Country Club. No. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Should have probably what? led with that one. Yeah. Were you catting there? I was catting there. Yeah. Why did you get fired from the cat? Like, dude, dude caddy is like there's no rules. Yeah, it's is absolute BS. You I can do fired anything. Yeah. Why did you get fired from it? Well, because I worked there for like three years, and then they did a redesign for the course, so yeah. play was completely shut down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh right, it was closed for like a year. Yeah. So they no. Yeah, like six months to like maybe like eight months, I think. But during that time, they had a caddy fund, so they paid all the caddies for to not work. Um, it was amazing. Slippery slope for some. Yeah. Yeah. It was like my first, like, it was like COVID unemployment, but for caddying. And, uh, it was great. I just did stand up every night and started to travel and started to like, you know, gain some momentum with, with stand up for the point where I was like maybe opening for a couple people after that time. So when the course opened back up, they like had all these like stricter guidelines where you had to go in every morning at 6am to like wait on in a lottery to get picked. Right. Um, Jake's not doing that. No. <laughs> uh, I, 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 try, I did it a couple times, but just genuinely, I just was doing stand up and traveling, and it just didn't make sense for me to to go in. Like, I knew how many times a week I had to caddy to get by. Right. Were so, you caddying like during that time anywhere else? No, I should have got a job <laughs> and like were, double you, up. So you were just chilling. So yeah. that first time, like you caddied again, were you was it different to the point where you're like, I don't know if I can continue to do this, or was it? No, just... no. I mean, I caddied my whole life. Like, I, this was my first job as a kid when I was like ten. Uh, caddying uh, Oyster Harbors on, on the Cape, like where like the Kennedys play and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but so I've been doing it my, my whole life. Um, but uh, yeah, when I so it was it wasn't any different when I went back, but it was just the the like having to go in even when some days the majority of the time a member would just text me to come in and caddy for him. Right. And like that's the relationship. That's the who's that's my boss yeah. is the member. Yeah. It shouldn't be this Not weird dichotomy from the golf shop to the caddies. Yeah. which there still is at Bel Air, which I, it's kind of like a pimp actually. It's yes. Uh, it's, it's weird too. Cause like guys that were like in the cart barn, they get in the golf shop and all of a sudden they like talk to me different. And I'm like, what is going on in there? Right. And I still play on a hockey team with some of the caddies and I know it's still the, the same way uh, over there. And I feel for them because it should be like, you have a relationship with the member. There's no middleman. Yeah. And like, I would have members after I got fired uh, um, text me to come and work and I couldn't. Um, but so yeah, basically I went to do stand up in San Francisco and the caddy master, uh, said, Jake, you coming in today? And I'm like, no, I'm in San Francisco doing stand up, and I can't, uh, you know, and he's like, well, then you don't come in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, this is dumb. Dang, mean pimp. Yeah. And I remember at the time I like, I can't stop myself from chirping at people sometimes. It's a real issue. You're uh, very good at not doing that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, at the time, like I, I couldn't afford to um, to get an Airbnb in San Francisco, but instead I just rented a Mercedes to like Toro to Mercedes. We rent a car yeah. to, and I, I was like, okay, I'll sleep in it, right? Because Toro at the time like just came out and it was very cheap. So you get like a sick car. Yeah. So I remember I took this photo of myself in a Mercedes and I sent it to the caddy master and I said, hang this up on your refrigerator. 
I don't know why I did that, and I'm not proud of looking back on like. Yeah. Um, what is that Cape Cod energy, or what is that? Dude, I what? think it's just East Coast, just it's like East Coast. yeah, like Boston. Like we didn't have that in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right Connecticut's a bit more laid yeah. back for sure. Yeah. So, so I'm just curious, like you know, the world. I don't even. I've never. I will never buy a Mercedes. I'm not a Mercedes guy. Yeah. But like, and also like. I was sleeping in the car that night, so it's not a flex. Yeah, it's not the full story. <laughs> like the second part of was you waking up yeah, in the back. Yeah, like a sleeping bag in the back seat that you with can like see. A, with like a Star Wars pillow. Yeah. 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 Uh, just a bunch of crushed cans of energy drinks. Yeah, so um, I haven't played Bel Air since then, and, uh, you know, we'll see. But, like, I, it's it's so silly to me. So you ha- you spent many, many years caddying. Yeah. So did, did, uh, did the, like, any of the experiences from caddying make it into your material? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can, can we hear some? Um, I don't know how well it's going to play now, and it's okay. been a while since I've done this joke. Or even just um, anecdotally. Yeah, I mean, but it was more of the idea of, like, catting for people, and you're like, oh, have you, like, uh, I'll just try to tell the joke. Yeah, go ahead. It will yeah. after. It, but, it, it'll be funny. Yeah, so, uh, like, catting at Bel Air, there was this one member that all the other members uh, would always tell me, like, oh, this guy is hilarious. Like, they found out I did stand-up, oh, okay. and they're like, you have to caddy for Chuck, we'll, we'll call him. And so after months of catting there, I finally got a chance to like caddy for Chuck and I was excited because I'm like, you know, we're gonna have a great time and like make so many jokes. And on the second hole for the first time, Chuck made a joke. And uh, turns out uh, Chuck was just racist. <laughs> Chuck was just like a pretty racist dude. Oh but like God. that was at the country club, hilarious. That they, Their criteria of humor was like, he's good, he's so funny. Yeah. Right, you're gonna love, yeah. love his You're gonna love right? Chuck. Did you ever, I encountered, I've encountered, as, as a member at a club in the same city, which you caddied at Wilshire. I did, yeah. Well, by the, for the record, much more laid back than Bel Air. Oh, yeah. As far sure. as uh, uh, caddy. I enjoyed my time there. Yeah. Um, when you caddied at Wilshire, were you a member? No, it was like a small gap. No. One time I remember, you probably don't remember this at all, but I think you were like, it was one of those groups where maybe there was like multiple caddies in. It was like more, or maybe you were the group ahead of me. But I remember I was like out there at the same time you were. Yeah. Uh, and I, I knew who you were, but I was like, I can't say anything. Uh, it'd be terrible to find yeah. out now that like, you like one time I catted for you and said this super racist thing. <laughs> yeah, right. No, actually, because I would encounter other members or other guests. And they would, if like, if they, because that shit goes around. Like those, there's like a private club environment where it's kind of like, I can say whatever I want. You know I mean? You really yeah. do see shit where you're like, that is not, like you would never say that at a party where you, where, you know what I mean? And I, and I would say like, hey, that's not funny to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's my version of chirping. Yeah. My version of chirping is like, uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. And you had that power because they uh, weren't paying you. Right. You couldn't say that. Yeah. It was a bit weird. There must have been a moment where you were like, I have to stand up for this. You know, I, I just didn't. I just toned out is what I did. Right. I was like, I'm going to get through this with the least amount of energy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I could get to like doing comedy. Dis- Disassociate. Yeah. Like I used to caddy for this guy who was like hardcore German guy. <laughs> I'm like, I think Loki liked having like a hardworking Jewish boy run around for him. <laughs> and like he would be, I mean, I, we had a weird good relationship, but like he would make some crazy jokes out there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he, he thinks it's funny. And like point towards me. And I'm like, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> you know? yeah. Would you ever, would you ever um, like miss club people that you didn't like? No, nothing like intentional. What, so there's, is there, a, is there a line? Like what can you do? Because I mean, if you're if you're a guy who likes to chirp, self-defined, right? Mm-hmm. What's the chirping as a caddy? It's 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 tougher to get out of, right? Unless you have a really good relationship with the with the player, right? Then you can th- throw some chirps out there. But like your whole job as a caddy is to stay like 
most positive mindset yeah. possible. It's literally like, maybe that's why you like chirping is because the role of a caddy is to exclusively not chirp. Yeah, yeah, I was just, you know, bottled <laughs> up. I really always want to do like a hidden camera caddy uh, thing where like oh, I and just try to get fired. Uh, <laughs> and it's completely set up where the guy does not know that I don't work for the golf course. We, we did this, this and we didn't release yeah. it. Oh, no way. We yeah. Why didn't we release it? Uh, we'll talk. Uh, we had a person who didn't want us to release it. Who? But we had a, like a head of content who didn't want us to. Oh, well, well he's gone. Around? Yeah, he's gone. Let's do it. Yeah. We got no head of content now. Was it good? We are headless when it comes to You You played the caddy who got no, fired? No, my cousin marked it. Oh, really? He was funny. Here's the thing. It was at Piner's number two. Yeah, and oh, his role was that he was going up to people and trying to like throw himself on them as a caddy. Ah. So what exactly happened? We had a friend who had a number two bib. Wait, we got the bib. Yeah, so, and so we sent him out, and we were like, "Just tell him you're going to caddy for him." Yeah, and he and he went. You know, there's the giant Himalaya style putting green at, at Piners, and he would he went out and just stood behind people practicing, and it would just be like two feet to the right, <laughs> like, like the yeah. wrong break. And then yeah. like the old guy would be like. Thank you. I don't want a caddy, and he'd be like, "That's what they say." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we need to pull that and, out. And and then yeah, he, he went out on the cradle, the the par three course, and he would like walk out of the. We walk from because I think it's number four uh, is on the right side, um, and he would just walk out from the course and just like st stroll under the cradle aimlessly and go up to someone and be like, "Man, I just got fired." <laughs> I was drinking and I just got fired. Yeah, I love that energy. Can I, That's can, my favorite. Can I caddy for you guys to like, they told me I have to go to the cradle. They told me they have to go to the par three course to learn how to do it. <laughs> and a bunch yeah. of guys, we were doing it once, we had, we had mic'd up the whole deal. It was um, like long lens yeah, mic'd long, up. Yeah, long lens, uh, zoom on him. And he was he went up to a group of guys and, and they just weren't having it. They were just like, hey man, like just leave. And I was in his ear. He, he had like uh, something in his ear and I was like, just keep going. Just see what happens. And eventually, like one guy put, you know, you know, the one hand on the shoulder. Oh like, yeah, joke is over. Sure do. One hand on the shoulder, and I was like, "Hey man, uh, everyone out here on the short course today is a fireman. Uh, it's a fireman's day, and it's in celebration of them." And Mark, his cousin, was just like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, that's uh, enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we, like that's like not where you wanted to end. We have it somewhere. I wish. Uh, no, that's great. Though. That's a good ending. Yeah. So is there a skill that comes from caddying that's like valuable that you've learned? Uh, probably just like hosting, Yeah, you know, like understanding like what needs or what people's needs may be, like in yeah. any room, you know? Yeah. Probably that. I uh, feel like caddies are good podcasters. Yeah. They have to be. Potentially. You, you kind of like, almost like, it's like you want to talk about things. Like well, we, we did a podcast on your channel for the Country Club Adjacent podcast. Yeah. And like the joke kind of was that like, we weren't really going to talk about anything. And like as a caddy, that's kind of a skill. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd say so. Right, yeah. you're just kind of like you're talking, but you're you're not saying where are you from. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you know, I think like feigning interest is, is probably a big yeah. skill that I've learned. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, ultimately, great job to have. It was, I couldn't have find, found like a better day job for trying to like pursue stand-up comedy at the time, um, other than like a little lack of sleep sometimes. But like pace is great better than any of my other buddies who are working other day jobs yeah and it's more flexible for the most part what's so. that like at bel-air what was like the what was like the biggest tip you ever got um i mean like uh the swinging bridge which is their like member guest yeah. i think i maybe got like three grand for the week whoa um wow. yeah so pretty good it's crazy yeah but it's usually 200 bucks a, uh that's pretty standard for like a round which yeah. is you know either like three on a card or two bags yeah so 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the when it when it comes to caddying like that, we had one yesterday. Nigel, mm-hmm. who's great, he's actually going to come on the podcast. He might have already been on it. Um, and he was chirping a little bit. I will say when you have less, like on my way out, when I was like new, like I, I moved to New York in 2020 and I knew that I had a last couple months left, uh, I would start to like be a bit more myself and start throwing some trips out there. But it, like all, all, some of them come from a place of love, you know, where it's yeah. not like, like when we do back offs, I'm not like trying to ruin your day. It's something that I think you will laugh at. Um, and I, that's the humor that I like to live in. Um, so like when you're kind of, you know, you, you say something that you think will make them laugh but would be taken negative if they didn't think you were joking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wait. Yeah, Nigel was interesting because, well, he was, he, but that was like between him and Gareth. That's what I was going to say. And they it's, had like a, kind of like an expat mentality, right? A, a Welsh guy and an Irish guy, kind of like, they have the same sense of humor. And I would actually say the UK, the, you know, that, that sense of humor over there is like, it is very much like, uh, yeah, you're my brother, but you also smell like shit. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's kind of this like, it was like a, jo- a joshing kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's different. Maybe I have that sense of humor too. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you always talk about wanting to be a stand-up comic at some point. Oh, yeah. How hard is that? Well, I kind of stopped doing it. Why? Uh, just because I've been just doing uh, all social media now. And for me, I'm able to get that like comedic part out of me right. in that platform. And I don't have the urge to like go out and do And it's like very tiresome. Yeah. Uh, like doing stand up every single night, like having the anxiety during the day to be like, okay, I got to write new stuff. I got to see if it's funny and, you know, like waiting around and doesn't pay anything. Um, right. So now our, our plan is to, you know, keep growing to the point where we can just uh, do stand up tours in our own way and not have to like go through the, the rat race of doing LA um, or, you know, things that we don't want to do and just have it be a, a, just a creative fun outlet for us. Right. And I think that's going to actually give us way more confidence to get better comedi- comedically, to like not have the pressure of I need this. So are you like working on material? Are you writing? Uh, I'm constantly like we'll jot stuff down, but um, it's been probably almost a year now since we've done a show together. And that was probably the last time I did stand up. Okay. Which is crazy because I did it every single night in my life for eight years straight. That's amazing. Yeah. So for the back off challenges, is that all extemporaneous or... Like if you know you're going to a pro-am or you know you're doing something like that, like do you write? Do you ever write those ahead of time? Occasionally, if we have somebody big, um, or like you know we're doing it, uh, like for Trump, we I wrote some jokes. Like was that all of you in a room somewhere being like, okay, how are we going to do this? No, because it's all our own individual voice. Okay. Um, it's all like relying on ourselves to be funny, and like sometimes occasional Griff and I will workshop some stuff. Um, but you know, like you're, I'm saying it as me, right? So if Griff writes a joke, he'll say it as him. Um, so yeah, just like, I'll, I'll write some stuff by myself and then, uh, be like, Hey, is this, should I say this to a former president? Um, and, uh, <laughs> what didn't make the cut? I mean, there's some definitely, I would have to look at my notes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But we had some like crazy, sh- like, like yeah. we can't say this, right? Like, uh, uh, man, I, I should look. I want to say, okay. Yeah, yeah, take take a second. Phone. Yeah. Uh, when we come back from this uh, break, we're going to go to an ad real quick. Uh, you're going to find out what. Jake really said the president <laughs> of the United States. What he almost said. What he, what he felt said. was inappropriate, which is kind of ironic in and of itself. All right. Sorry for the interruption, folks. I've got something fresh to talk about. And it's not your underwear because those things, let's face it, it's summertime. 
It is, yeah. You, you ever do. change underwear twice a day or just once a day? I do because of the soccer. You know, if it's if it's hot out there, I gotta. Have you ever done the baby powder? You know, it's been a minute. It's been. I don't, a I'm not a chafer though. Yeah, I'm not really either. I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm I got good. a little a little chafing during the Gareth Bale shoot. Every once in a while, I get a um, dingleberry. Oh yeah. Does that still is that word still used? I hope it's not. I mean, do you know what it is? What is it? You don't know what a dingleberry is? I I heard it used with a dog once. <laughs> I don't want to be incorrect though. America's number one food kit service. <laughs> uh, hang on, we just need to. A dingleberry is not delivered from HelloFresh. It's not food. Mm-hmm. It is when uh, the the hair below the belt like gets into a fight with itself and basically develops like a bit of a mosh pit in your underwear. And then it's, it's but it's a mosh pit that's like irreversible. And so, you know, it's like a snowball, it like collects more and more hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the shower drain, except not smooth and pretty it's never happened to me no you never happened i'm like a hairy person too yeah, you are you're really yeah. hairy yeah i'm, I'm all hair of, i've never seen your back i haven't seen your back recently you have a hairy back i'm a pretty hairy back yeah you're 25 yes in 10 years don't even you're say it. you're gonna are have you a, a werewolf berry <laughs> all right folks hello fresh anyway with hello fresh you're gonna get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep all summer long that's that's what the goal is you're just gonna do it all summer long and the reason why not only is it affordable and makes cooking easy, but it's America's number one meal kit. I'm going to jump to the promo code, and then I'm going to jump back into the ad. Are you ready, folks? A little Christopher Nolan action. Hello, Fred Interstellar. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Memento. No. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. But what's the one with the Leonardo? Uh, uh, Inception. Inception. All right. So we're inside of an ad, inside of an ad, reading an ad. Dude, actually, quick break from the ad read. I had a dream the other night that I dropped my phone, and it broke. Okay. And then when I went down to pick it up, it's not a nightmare. When I went down to pick it up, it was all broken. What was inside my phone? Socks. <laughs> like Wait, my phone. What? <laughs> like, like it was basically like the gist of it was that I had somehow bought a fake iPhone yeah. that they had made functional <laughs> enough to fool me to use it for a period of time out of socks. And oh, so the phone was, it was like the things when the phones are made out of cake or something, yeah. except it was made out of yeah. socks. Is it socks? I had a nightmare last night that we were on a breaking shoot and we were on hole 13 and we realized none of the audio was working. <laughs> and Wait, you know, you know what we did? What? We went back to hole number one. And just redid it. <laughs> we we redid made everyone start it. over. Yeah. Dude, that's real. Yeah. That's not a fake dream. That's a real dream. That was terrifying. I mean, that's like reality. All right, so anyway, inside of the ad, inside of the ad. Now we're back into the ad. Go to HelloFresh.com slash show 50 and use the code show 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. It's an incredible deal. They want you to have it all, free time and fresh tasty food. That's why they take care of the meal planning and they deliver the ingredients. So everything you need to whip up a delicious meal arrives right to your door. Literally, it's much easier to get HelloFresh than a dingleberry. Yes, and it's a lot tastier. Uh, when you need dinner fast, don't call for delivery. For most. <laughs> Think HelloFresh. Their fast and fresh recipes are ready in just 15 minutes or less, often much less than that. Yeah. And it's significantly cheaper than takeout. I'm going to say 25% cheaper. You're a statistician over there. I just have that feeling. You know when you have a feeling about a number? Yeah. Like, like Houston is exactly 168 miles away. I don't know how you did that still. I, I do not know. Hit us with this ETA one last time. Go to HelloFresh.com slash show 50 That's 5-0, not F-I-F-T-Y. No, none of that. 
and uh, use the code EALSHOW50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Please mess with America's number one meal quit. Quit. Kit. Don't quit on it. Don't quit. Get the kit. Yeah, none of them are like crazy, uh, uh, like aggressive or anything like that. I think that uh, I just deleted those because I only wanted to look at the ones like in the moment. Right. Is the process. But uh, this one's not bad. Like which one of the car curls rubs sunscreen on you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Eric and I are just like so outside this content stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was like had some uh, some weird uh, moments with girls, right? Sure. Like yes. Some, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, to put on, it lightly. On record. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that would be good. I wish I actually said that. That would have been probably yeah. a good one. Um, maybe next time. I think we're gonna do it again this year. Amazing. Um, and the, I I don't even really remember the reaction was good. Like you didn't. The you first didn't one was anything. weird. Yeah. No, he just walked away from us. That is right. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Even though he had. Advancedly said you can do it. Yeah, you you didn't say anything about the election being stolen. No, uh, I don't think so. Griff said um, uh, your swings looks a little broken. Was it made in China? Um, I I, we were playing. It was at one of his golf courses. So I, I, I said you built a golf course just to miss this green. I pretty was like kind of yeah. just like oh, okay. it was like none of us voted for him. Um, um, and but like it was weird because it was like our f- first time working with Liv. And like he's kind of tied into live because they were using his course. So I'm like, right. we have to kind of take the Colbert approach, where like you're saying what you really want to say, but he may laugh at it, or like he may not know in the moment that you're like actually shitting on him, <laughs> um, right. right? Like how Colbert used to do so well. So it's like such a creative, like a comedic challenge for us to write yeah. the, the good, the perfect joke for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you seen Colbert's White House Correspondents Dinner speech? No. In like 2006. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's probably it's probably the greatest confrontational political comedy I've seen in like modern America. Kind of like Ricky Gervais Oscars. Yes. So yeah. so they didn't know who he was. Like, oh, Bush didn't know who he was, and he comes up, and he just starts, and he starts by going like, "I'm," he's in character. It's like I'm Colbert, you know, like you were my favorite president. It's incredible to see you, and then just goes in on the Iraq War, <laughs> in a way that. In a way that you could do, like, Bush is in shock, and you can just see that he's stunned. I have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, Colbert's old character was my favorite thing. It was so good. Yeah, because um, when, because that was, was that the, on his show? He was, but he wasn't always. Before he got the late night show, before he just right. had the Colbert report, he played this, like, right-wing, uh, like, leaning, yeah. uh, more political character. Yeah, he was yeah. a correspondent on The Daily Show with, right. uh, with Stephen, uh, Steve Carell. So they did even Stevens. So they had Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, and then he got the, the the show after Stewart, which became the Colbert Report, right? Which was supposed to be the conservative response to the liberal uh, yeah. Daily Show, right? And then he created that character, and yeah. it was actually it, when he took over Letterman's spot in the late night you know game. It wasn't until Trump got elected that he ever got successful. They thought they were going to can the show, but he like needed Trump. Yeah, that kind of stuff does really create a need for comedy. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. So Colbert was like, I, that actually makes total sense for me, but it's also fascinating. It's like your comedy influences. Was that, was it like, you know, Steve, Stephen Colbert or Jon Stewart or a lot of those kind of early sketch, but also like satirists, that kind of thing? Like, who were you watching? So I think you can pull from different people for, you know, different things you're working on uh, for inspiration. But, uh, you know, my, my probably the most 
uh, a platform is this guy Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, you guys know Birbiglia. Yeah, the yeah. sleepwalking guy. Right? Yeah. 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 So just amazing storyteller, and he's very good at telling a, a very long story broken down into short jokes. So uh, it's still like very punchy and stand up-y. He's now kind of more, more. Into, he still does the same format, but more storytelling. Okay. And he's uh, directed and made a few movies uh, that I really like. And uh, yeah, I just really, that's the, the, for me personally, that's what I've attached on to. Because uh, I really, you know, I don't think I've done a lot of this yet, but I want to eventually get into more of the longer form storytelling. And, yeah. You know. I want to get in. I want to see that. Eric told me, it. can I say this? Can I tell you what, what you told me about them the other day? What did I say? You said like, they should do an AI, they should get a show. They should oh, get a yeah. show. We were driving home from dinner the other night. We got dinner after the meetup, which I do want to get to in a moment. But Eric turns to me. He's like, the, the country club Jason guys should like get an adventurous in golf. Like they should, they should uh, travel the world and play. Be golf. Honored, yeah. I think it'd be fun. It'd be what? It'd be hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, be oh, they said it'd be hard. I'm like, it's not that hard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's not that hard. It's incredibly hard. No, I mean anything we can do uh, with you I guys. I think it'd be fun. At, I'd know. like. I'd like to see like, I, I would just like to see how that went. You know what I mean? Like, because actually, I think. What I really saw, like, cause we've we've never really hung out, yeah. like we we messaged and tried yeah. to see each Met other. Really, for the first time, really in uh, the, in Florida this past year. Yeah, PG exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I was thinking, like, you know, you guys have like, you know, we all have like a persona, right? That the world sees, and then there's kind of like, and then there's like me just like hanging out, and it's like they aren't, they are very much the same, but they're a little bit different. And I think you guys have, uh, I don't see much of that necessarily, but this kind of like, um, between you and Griffin, there's this like, kind of, uh, like, there's a deeper thing going on. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There really is. I mean, I spend more time with Griff than anybody. Uh, it's like a brother, right? Yeah. But like within that, we, I've never had a brother, but like, I assume like, you know, you fight all, you fight all the time, but yeah. also like you get to do like, Griff and I have been uh, fortunate enough to be, have like some of the most amazing experiences that we've had in life, we've had them together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's there's always an undertone. If me and Griff are hanging out, there's probably some weird energy that's undescribable, yeah. but it's there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, we, uh, like- I meant like deeper, totally there's like a there. deeper connection to the game. Like there's like, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's like, you didn't start playing golf because you thought it was funny. No, I love the game. Right. I fell in love with it. You, what's that like? Um, I mean, like, you know, again, it's just like the, the process of getting good at something and ha having that freedom of, of doing it on my own. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just being around friends, um, I think was a big part of it. And then I really, like I'm really competitive. Uh, so right. attached onto that and just loved playing high school golf. Um, like I uh, like quit playing baseball. Uh, I was doing my whole life just to focus on golf in high school. And like, I qualified for this one like AJGA tournament. And I was like, oh, everything's worth it, you know? Because like, uh, like I quit the team or whatever. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a huge part of uh, how I spent my, my childhood. Yeah. Um, and all my friends were from golf. Uh, There's still good friends in my life um, that, you know, every time I go back to the Cape or around Massachusetts, we'll, we'll hang out. Um, and yeah, I think it's the the thing that has shaped my personality more than, more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like, you're like, you know, clearly like the hitting the golf shots in the States, like it's like a, a real desire to see the world and to use golf as like the compass or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just think like, I just think, you know, um, I think there's a lot more to you than like the world sees. Cause that's what I'm saying. Oh, I appreciate it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, there's like, there's, there's, um, 
there's like an adventure within that, you know? Yeah. And even Griff talking about like, I just want to travel, man, you know? And like, yeah. clearly you do too. And I just yeah. think, I don't know, there's like, there's a version of that, that, um, you know, what it is, is, um, you know, um, it's kind of like, you know, Green Day, when they got started, it was like all one punk, it was like very punk. Yeah. But then over the years, it kind of became more alternative. Yeah. And then there's like, com- there's like comedians that are like, like Steve Martin, right? Like, wild and crazy guys. And yeah. then it's like these dramatic roles. Mm-hmm. And I actually think some of his dramatic roles, like even LA Story, like, I don't know, have you seen that? Yeah, of course. I've seen uh, basically everything Steve Martin. He's like amazing. Yeah. He's like one of my favorite. I actually yeah. saw Steve Martin in person at uh, the camera store on Fairfax. Wow. Like legit, yeah. uh, like at four Sammy's years camera? ago. Yeah, at Sammy's. Yeah. And he was wearing a yellow uh, button down with like a bright fedora. And he's tall. He's like 6'3 or something. Yeah. And he was walking around and I was like, and he like a tie. And I was just like. Dude, that's amazing. It's clearly your Steve Martin yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I obviously, like I read Born Standing Up a long time yeah. ago when I was in college. And then I just got turned on to the, the audio book. Um, oh, which is amazing he yeah he reads it oh wow yeah. i'll read it yeah I'll yeah it's good it. um, our version of that is adam Sand- like my generation is adam sandler right like last week i saw punch drug love for the first time oh wow great movie and wow i mean uncut gems is like i've seen him in dramatic roles even yeah. this past year in the hospital yeah but mm-hmm. punch drug love whoa well even like 50 first days that's like not full comedy yeah yeah yeah, it's because I just go to that where it's like even even like Bourdain, like he had a comedic sense, like he he was funny, but he like wasn't funny. Yeah, I mean, I I think we we found something that that works to build a platform. Yeah, but I think it I really am uh, of the school of like it doesn't matter how you get like a seat at the table or a platform. Yeah, uh, it's what you do after. Yeah, right. So like we we've gotten to a point where we we built this this good community. We'll keep building it, but now we're starting to have the. Uh, abilities to do more things that we really want to. But and you, like, you know what you should do, right? Is you should talk to Liv and you should say, hey, we, we love what we're doing, but we need an extra $20,000 for every single tournament around the world to go, like, if you're going to be in Dubai or you're going to be in Adelaide or somewhere, like, mm-hmm. we need to be going eating insects, like, on a golf course nearby, or we need to be in, like, a Moroccan cool. bazaar. Yeah. Like, we'll do, we'll, do, we'll do all this and we'll do all these things you want, but... When we Actually, go around the world, we need to be doing this. You know what Liv needs? Yeah. It's just like real content, kind of like yeah. they, they need to do full swing, but the Liv version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, again, like it's a startup and it's it's frustrating sometimes getting things uh, in like, you know, approved. Um, but, yeah. you know, this, are, this is the first full year they've had a thing. And we're, we're starting to like look at opportunities like that. Like there, there was actually, it was funny you say the full swing thing because we have this is all this insane footage from the first year of live that nobody else has and all like i was like to put together a documentary through our comedic lens of the, ch- the shift in in the golf culture we uh it's something I've, I've like we've had meetings about to do right. um but i'm just like i focusing on uh you know putting out tiktoks instead so yeah not doing it Maybe again, yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel like even yeah. to like even to the first season of adventures of golf i i was really trying to make it something mm-hmm. And like, I can't even watch those early episodes really. Cause it's like, I feel like I've changed so much. You I know what I mean? The, I love those early episodes though. I don't know. There's I mean, I so much ju- curiosity. In them. Yeah. I was only bringing it up because it's like, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's like, uh, there's a, there's a lot of golf dedication there that is like really powerful and really relatable. Yeah. I'd and, say Griff and I definitely have the most, uh, 
like golf dedication. Yeah. Um, Stotts and Mark. It's like a serious game, game to you. Yeah. It's a serious game. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is when you're at the meetup, like a lot of people are there just fucking around, and that's great. That's the vibe. That's the energy for sure. But like, I saw you over the ball in like the seventh hole, and I was like, well, Jake like loves golf, and he really cares about where this ball is going. Yeah. But not in a way that's like, I'm scared. It's in a way like I I've like I've like swung a lot in my life. Yeah. Like and like I really care about the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what's so, it's so frustrating playing the with these guys because they just <laughs> talk shit all the time. And somebody's <laughs> genuinely trying to get better. <laughs> it's just like impossible. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 So what do you want to do? Like what's like what's like on your like list of things you want to do, golf or otherwise? Uh, I mean, right now, like I, I would love to um, take what we do into more of like a long form television show platform. Cool. Um, that's something for sure is, is what we want to do. And also, um, uh, I, as far as just like CCA, it's like I get caught up in the business sometimes, but I, 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 I it's kind of both. I, I want to uh, just have a like physical location for a country club adjacent and do a simulator place. Yeah. Um, I think there's a place for it here in LA, but there's plenty of other spots that would be uh, doable as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, kind of far fetched, but I, I uh, no, this idea is done. I'll just save it. Um, you can, I mean, you, you can say it. It's part of the similar thing. It was like, like working in a, a um, you know how like when you play PGA Tour two K, right? Um, like if that they have the commentators and announcers. If that was possible, when you go into a simulator place with with us commentating over it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. yeah. I like that idea. Uh, and then like you sell that tech to all the different uh, simulators. It's already built in. Right. Um, and then, you know. I mean, uh, we're there with AI tools. Uh, it could be bespoke. It could be custom. Yeah. Yeah. It could like it could analyze your swing and actually like say things about you. You know what you could make is a do you know the Hamhorn app? No. It's like it's the dumbest thing ever, dude. You, you know the app. It's just, I, I know the Hamhorn app? I don't think I yeah, basically it's an app that only does one thing. <laughs> oh the airhorn app. Well rap well the app is called Hamhorn, but Ham this horn. is particularly but you could make an app that has back offs. Yeah. <laughs> and I push them about. Oh, just random ones that I have to cycle yeah. through. Yeah. I feel like people might pay ten like a dollar for that. Yeah, maybe. I would I would I would kinda of pay for that. You could keep uploading new ones. Yeah. You could and you could pay extra to get like special ones. Oh. You know, like an unlock yeah. the uh, black black blacklisted ones. Unlock the package. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you could specify them for like the type of person. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, I mean, dude, like you could be like are... president, uh, six four, uh, thief, and then you. Getting red time. <laughs> and um, then it could be like, bam. Uh, we probably uh, probably have to wrap up and go. Um, pretty soon. Yeah, we're, we're flirting with the edge here. But uh, I do want to tease something that we we talked about earlier, which is like our dream thing to do with Jay. I mean, I got so I got nervous and excited. That when you guys brought this to me, that means you a lot. And I, I never thought I would be somebody who would do this uh, specific drug, but in this in this location um, with you guys would be the only time that I think I would be just in the best place possible. And I'd be like, yeah, I need to do that. I have that experience. In my life. Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous and excited, which is <laughs> doesn't happen that often. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think there's no better way to experience Pebble than after how many hits of acid are you going to take? I have no idea. I think I think uh, probably just one twenty like milligrams. Like you know about this milligrams? How do you know about the milligrams? I mean, just tap. Acid isn't milligrams, is it? Yeah. It's like You're talking to the wrong guy. I would have to talk to Stotts. He'll he's, get you he's the acid guy. He gets you the good acid. I, well, I've never done it. They, so Mark and Stotts always do the acid. Okay. And um, Griff and I will do like mushrooms. What What do you think you'll be like on acid? 
No clue. Dialed. You think dialed? Dilated. So I don't even know like what's, <laughs> I've been around like Stotts and Mark, but they just have a different energy altogether. So I don't know, like, do you get like- I don't think you'll be playing much Do you thoughts. get zen? I or think do you'll you... be like, that's a double rainbow. And I'll be like, that's a cloud. <laughs> I think you'll be like, hello, Alistair. You know what I mean? Like you'll, you'll be talking to architects of the past. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think mostly it's just like everything becomes very dreamlike. I think the goal is like you're you're walking down the first river and you're like, whoa, man. Yeah. Have you not seen Monster Trucks on Aspen? No. That's the goal. Yeah, we told him that earlier. We're gonna watch so we're gonna close up the podcast. And, and we'll be there with you, like like holding your energy. Well, that's you know that's we'll what he told you. me. He said the sweetest thing to me. He said, uh, "I know I'll be in a safe place with you guys yeah. when we're out there." I will be on true. camera with you. You'll be like alone on camera, but like I'll be there. I can play with you in the background and like just like but you know what I mean. You'll yeah. be fine, but like because I've taken a lot of acid. Yeah. And just for the record, if you're listening, I just need to say this. Like, I don't, uh, I watched the Brian Wilson documentary. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't think I have. Yeah, he took acid and, like, it didn't go well. Okay. So I just wanted to say, like, for the record, I feel like I don't, like, I don't, I'm not promoting LSD, but it is part of my story. I did overdose on acid. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually was the, fine. You took recovery a lot. from that or- like, well, I took a lot of acid. Yeah. It took way more, way more than you're supposed like, to take. Like, however yeah. much you're thinking he took, he took more than that. Yeah, technically speaking, if you take seven hits of acid, you're permanently insane and you can't join the military. Uh, you took that many? Right, I took way more than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Why did you decide to do that? Um, it's just kind of a slippery slope, you know? Like, you start taking it and then you start taking more and then every time you take it, you need to take you need to double your dose in order to yeah. feel it. So, at the end, it was like 10 hits, 15 hits, whatever. And then it was yeah. all gone. But anyway, um, you'd only take, you'd take a little bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a little bit will go a long way with me. What's a rolling for? And even less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pebble's amazing sober. Let's face it. Yeah, I've never played. And you've never? Have you been there? I've been there for the U.S. Open. Okay. Wow. Even yeah. Better. Yeah. Be- better without the grandstands. And then so yeah, so that's gonna be like that's gonna be our next time hanging. I couldn't be looking forward. Did to we already anymore. coordinate the schedule? Does it work? Yeah. yeah I, beginning of June. Oh. Okay. I'm a big analog calendar guy, so let me pull that out. You have a pen and a paper. Uh, not in on me in this moment, but wow. um, yeah. Um, well, anyway, check out Jake. Your Instagram is Jake M Adams, or is that, is yeah, that what it is? That's right. Yeah, Jake M Adams. Okay, and then uh, Country Club Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Instagram, YouTube, and All the things. TikTok, and Facebook, and Facebook. Yeah, big with the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. We got like four hundred fifty thousand dads up there. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah big it. on Facebook. That's how Rick Shields did it. That's yeah. the secret. Did he? Yeah. yeah. This is a hidden Like we, like, are you guys on Facebook? Yes. No yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause like we had all this backlog of content just put on Facebook and like literally in a month we had 300,000 on, on Facebook. So yeah. it was just like a whole untapped thing. We're like, all right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Facebook's cool. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's really, it's not, yeah. Um, it took a while. Been a fan for a while. So. Yeah, you were. We were gonna hang in Austin, and then whatever, and now we're here. Yeah, this yeah. is your office. Is amazing. Thank you. You got. Yeah. You have like the dream setup here. If you're watching yeah. and you're like really happy that we upgraded, we didn't. We're borrowing. All yeah, we're stuff. we're just freeloading. <laughs> we're sleeping in your car. <laughs> yeah. No, we're in a good. I'm uh, really happy with the, the spot we're in. Yeah. You know. But yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, thank you for joining. Absolutely. Anytime.